Did you know there is a great selection of podcasts in the Nerdy Bunch network? Like the Nerdy Bunch, which started it all. Torn Talk, a Star Wars podcast. Amalgam, a Marvel and DC podcast. The Uwu Squadcast, and many others. Be sure to visit url.bio forward slash Nerdy Bunch to listen to all the podcasts available. Thank you and enjoy the Gamers for Life podcast. It's it's funny too because you know as as we know you know respawn you know used to be a part of the you know Call of Duty and all that stuff before they detached so for them they're like this isn't anything new fuck these guys yeah. <laughs> it's like that one Chappelle like it's like kind of like they're phrasing in that one Chappelle joke we know these roads we built these roads. <laughs> <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome to the Gamers for Life podcast where we discuss all things games. One of your hosts, Jarrell, with me is my co-host, my right-hand man, my ABXY, Arthur. Arthur, what's going on, man? It's going good. Uh, could be going better. One of my long-term electronics died. Really? Uh, I'm sorry to say you will not be hearing me say thank you clock anymore. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> uh, just to give you a timestamp no. of how long I had that thing. Just give you a timestamp how long I had it. Uh, I bought it at Radio Shack. <laughs> oh my god, the clock's gone. Uh, oh. Like many, th- like many of my electronics have died. It's because I knocked it over. Oh, um, <laughs> did you knock it off during uh during the the St. Patty's uh, stream, which I do want to talk about a little bit after that. But no, I knocked okay. it over like ten minutes ago getting my getting my mic set up. Oh shit! Because I told you how like my room is like tiny and storage and space is an issue. So my one dresser, I have like a lot of stuff, but it's like the only thing I have to put stuff on. Oh no. Any like launching a table or desk. Like in theory I could, but I like being able to stand up in my room. So I don't. (laughs) My room's really (laughs) fucking small. But the thing is, you know, when you live in an apartment with hardwood floors, it's like flip of a coin where you, whether you can drop something a million times and it's fine. Or it just gets dropped and hits that it just hits that right spot, and it just dies. Damn, I feel partly responsible, dude. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's I uh, I, cause yeah, man. Like I even like it went it went blank. I'm like, oh no, and then I like plugged in and plugged in like, like unplugged and plugged back, plugged back in the batteries, switched them around, tried to do the reset with the paperclip thing, no go. Oh no! And I purposely love that clock because it talked. Yeah, I hundred percent bought that clock is because when I used to like <clears throat> when I was like working part time back in the day at GameStop like three days a week, my days off would be entirely gaming. It's like I moved to a new town, so I had no friends in this new town other than like the one or two coworkers that were like chill that I'd hang out with. Well, then now I'm just like home, I'm just at home in a brand new city, so I just play games all day on my day off and I would look legit lose track of time. Cause that was before I had a smartphone mm. and I, you know, there's no re- when you, when you don't have a, when you have like a regular phone, there's no reason to constantly look at it. <laughs> like <laughs> when you have a flip phone, unless someone's calling you or texting you, you have no reason to look at the phone. Right. Um, and so I bought that clock just so it could chime off and tell, and tell me what time it is. And it's like, Oh fuck, it's six o'clock. Oh, 
I should have breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> and then for those who, who are new to uh, the Nerdy Bunch podcast, the, the that clock has been in almost any podcast episode that Arthur has been on. Yeah. So this is kind of like a Nerdy Bunch member, unfortunately, that has passed on. So rest in peace clock. I wonder if you can find like the exact same clock online somewhere. I'm going to look for it. Like, yeah. I don't normally buy things. <laughs> Other than food and games, I'm a simple dude. It's like, hey, do you yeah. want to buy a shirt? I already have plenty of shirts. <laughs> and spoiler, I'm not going out that much. Not because I'm a nerd, but because uh, there's nothing to fucking do. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm going to look for it. And I see, I just, because like I said, that was the whole point. It just chimed, it chimed the hour. Yeah. That was, that was the sole purpose of that clock. So my fucking gamer ass can be like oh fuck i should like stand up go get water go get food because we all we all have that feeling when we play games for hours and hours and hours and you stand up for the first time or like you stop playing all of your bodily functions you've been ignoring for hours just hits you at once you're like oh i need to take a piss i need to take a shit i need to eat i need to get water <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that clock helped prevent a lot of that <laughs> <laughs> rest in peace clock hopefully you find a another uh way to to identify those things as you're playing games so dude my, clum- <laughs> my clumsiness and this hardwood floor has claimed like another victim it's like i've lost like three controllers like two headphones a mic uh yeah man i'm this is, this is i don't this is this is why I can't have nice things. <laughs> like I'm nervous. To, I'm nervous to get an Xbox. I'm new. I'm nervous to get an Xbox Series X and have it anywhere but the floor. Like you can't <laughs> fall if it's already there. Ha ha. <laughs> Stupid floor that likes murdering my electronics. Oh uh, yeah, hard times indeed. Well, uh, folks, before we get started here, uh, the Games for Life podcast. Welcome again. Each and every Saturday, we discuss all things games. Uh, you can check out the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcast, uh, Google Podcast, and then even just going to Anchor.fm forward slash Gamers for Life. The number for uh, the letter, the the word for is spelled out for that particular website. Ga- uh, Anchor.fm forward slash Gamers for Life. Uh, so be sure to, uh, you know, uh, subscribe or whatnot on any of those platforms and also our Instagram gamers for life podcast. Uh, you can be sure to follow us on there because we put uh, news updates for certain uh, video game information. And then also we give you updates on episodes and all kinds of stuff. So be sure to follow us. Uh, and then Arthur, before we get started on our segments here today, this has been a, a pretty busy week as far as for many things, right? When it comes to, you know, the when it comes to just like St. Patrick's Day, uh, we did the stream for that. Uh, that was fun. So, yeah, tell, tell me a little bit about that. You played quite a few games, right? Yeah. So me and uh, me and Caleb, the uh, who's under a bunch a lot and coast the Ubu squad mm-hmm. and the anime podcast we do. Uh, he was off. You know, he works. You know, he's where he works part time. He thankfully, you know, where he works is still open. So he has hours. But um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we did we a St. Patrick's Day like marathon drinking podcast and the goal wasn't to like get smashed the goal was like to get like a just cool day buzz and pace ourselves mm-hmm. because we scheduled like loosely eight hours of streaming and so it was like you know it's like have x drinks but pacing which was mm-hmm. really fun uh we started like noon pacific and we ended like we ended like at 8 8 p.m so we did like an eight hour stream okay. uh, with, uh time we started out with Titanfall 2 uh then deep rock galactic then sea of thieves 
and then uh, we switched over to the PC PC for some good old good old Jackbox, mm, where I won nice. one of the where I won one of the trivia games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny. You won one, and then I I won I won one of the later ones. It was fun time, fun time, definitely. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I definitely want to do that again. That was fun because plus the one thing I will say is like time. I think switching game to game definitely time flew by. Like mm. before we knew it, we looked at the clock and we're like. It's been four hours. It does not feel like that at all. <laughs> like it felt like we felt like we were just playing. And we're like, oh my god, it's you know, it's fucking four o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, and that was when the thanks clock was actually working. <laughs> yeah, that's how I knew it was four o'clock. <laughs> I was like four o'clock p.m. I'm like, holy shit, are you serious? Oh fuck, and and also back to the clock. Uh, it sucks too because I just recalibrated it for <laughs> fucking daylight saving. <laughs> Well, just, that's 60 seconds of my life i'll never get back <laughs> oh no well, i hope you get to find another one man jeez like, yeah i feel partly responsible this sucks i was like hey you I need you to adjust your microphone thing and then <laughs> you leave and then the clock broke <laughs> <laughs> no it's like my clumsy like that's my clumsiness man uh-huh. like like i said i have controllers and shit like i remember one time i got a brand new like nice purple semi see-through plastic controller which i think is like one of the coolest ways to have a controller when it's like see-through or semi see-through like mm, the old yeah. school game boys mm. yeah, i had that thing for like literally less than a week and it fell like two feet from my chair to the floor mm. and it landed into just the perfect way that it like fucked the sensor oh damn well even like even when plugged in like even plugged in from the Xbox to the controller, it just stopped recognizing the the controller, and I'm like, "Fuck!" <laughs> <laughs> so, oh man, yeah. Well, but the stream was fine. <laughs> nice, very nice, very nice, very nice. Uh, so, uh, there's a decent amount of uh, of uh, things to talk about here today, so I want to be sure to jump right into it. So, here on the Games for Life podcast, uh, we read the news while you listen to what you choose uh, by clicking on the hyperlinks within uh, the descriptions of the episode. Uh, so we'll have various things we'll talk about, obviously, here on the show, video game news and whatnot. So if you have a specific segment that you want to listen to most, you can go ahead and click on the hyperlinks here in the episode. I know they tend to be available on Spotify for those hyperlinks, so you can do that. Or if you just want to listen to the whole show, feel free to do that. Hang out with us here on the Gamers for Life podcast. And uh, starting out here, one of the things that uh, was available uh, Thursday today, obviously you're listening to this on Saturday, but it's past Thursday, uh, was the Square Enix uh, Spring Event. I forgot what they specifically called it. Uh, tell me a little bit about that, Arthur, because you watched the whole thing. I was more invested in one particular game. Yeah. Uh, first off, to every single fucking channel that has that has the video of, a, of an hour and 15 minutes, you don't need to include the 30-minute timer countdown to when it fucking starts. <laughs> uh, I was like, going, I was like, cool, let me watch this before the podcast. And I was like, an hour 15? Oh, I thought that was going to be quick. Like, what is this? Mm-hmm. Like, are we, just, like, are we just doing E3 now? And then turns out, like, all of them, like, IGM GameSpot, all of them was like, oh, no, we're going to include the 31-minute countdown timer. And I'm like... <laughs> what <laughs> so i'm watching this so i'm like cool let me start it's like 31 oh 3059 3058 30, 30, 50, 30, 50, 30, 50, 30, 50, 50, 50, 50, and i'm like are you serious and i was like no way no way and i, I fast forward it sure as shit 
the entire count, the entire <laughs> countdown clock is the video. So the actual thing was only 40, 45 minutes. So that was confusing. Oh, wow. Uh, but I liked it. I definitely, I definitely liked it. There were some segments I literally, I literally didn't care and actively took on my phone and just looked at memes, aka the mobile portion of <laughs> the show. Like there's just cause mobile, there's Hitman mobile, yeah, and other stuff. I was looking at cat cats. <laughs> I was like, you know what? I'm not gonna better spend my time. Let me go to the cat section of this website. <laughs> <laughs> oh look my cat does that too oh my god hashtag relatable <laughs> um like oh they're done oh let me let me watch the show again <laughs> but uh definitely for me um to keep it quick at least the one thing i loved is outriders it made me more excited for outriders we talked about in the show yeah <laughs> uh we streamed it a little bit um one thing one thing i will mention about writers since last time we talked about it is last minute they did they did confirm it is on game pass a lot of yes. people got upset a lot of people got upset and stuff like that but i was like eh, whatever um because my thing is um you know we mentioned it we've mentioned it before you know my little quick soapbox moment mm-hmm. is the is words out games make money and it's drawing in the big companies the big corporations that think games is just a paycheck like Google and Amazon are trying it and they're failing because they're dumb at that. <laughs> uh, but my, yeah. my, my, the way, the way I'm connecting this real quick is I didn't cancel my pre-order just because back to the whole, like, game, uh, you know, like, you know, games like money and money, money talks. I was like, I'm a, I'm really, I'm okay with my money going towards the game to support the game. Cause you know, we discussed game pass in the past and it's like game pass absolutely increases the number of users towards a game which since this is online cooperative that's very good um and even though you know there is money being handled between the game and microsoft you know there is the loss of face value purchases and i was like yeah i'm i was like you know what this is first this is people can fly is like first time in a long time being at the forefront of a game and they made that clear too like they said you know be even at the show today they're like all writers made by people can fly that have, you know, brought you, brought you games like Bulletstorm and many games of the Gears of War franchise. So I'm like, good, they're getting recognition. So yeah, uh, just real quick with, you know, the whole money thing is I'm okay with my money going towards that, you know, towards People Can Fly's, you know, first time in the spotlight in a long time. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, definitely. And I think my quick take, because I want you to continue to talk about the, uh, the Square Enix uh, spring event, but yeah. my quick take on that is mainly my only criticism was that I kind of wish they said that from the get-go. Um, I think the, the good thing is for me, the good thing, like you mentioned, Outriders, playing that demo, you it's clear that they have a really solid, very fun product. So the, the game itself, is it seems like it's great. I love playing the demo, and I'm looking forward to buying it as well. I just wish they were a little more transparent when it comes to uh, just say if it's going to be Game Pass from the beginning, because part of me is thinking like, OK, you guys, I think you guys knew that it was going to be Game Pass from the beginning, you know, uh, but so I guess, I guess there's just, I wish there was a little more transparency from the beginning, because I'm sure there's a decent amount of people that purchased the game. But on the other side of the spectrum, the game is good. And, you know, you can buy games through Game Pass as well, you know, to support them. So, yeah. you know, in, in, in essence, people like you and me, we would probably buy the game, even if it wasn't Game Pass first, if they said at first, we'd probably buy it afterwards anyway, because the game's so good. Right. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
one quick thing why another reason why one quick uh, thing i was not too upset about it being being confirmed the game pass close Mm. to launch is this this is this happens a few times with major triple a games um i mentioned before i mentioned before sea of thieves is the reason i got game pass right um i wasn't a buy sea of thieves outright straight up day one i wasn't going to pre-order it just because i was against pre-ordering at the time and i was like you know i was like oh let me let me wait till launch to make sure it's like worth my money and worth you know the trailers match the gameplay blah 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 and so we're two weeks out we're about we're, we're uh, as of today less than two weeks out from our launch sea of thieves got confirmed got announced it was gonna be on game pass five days before launch mm. so um the whole you know, like, oh, I wish they wish it sooner. At least for me, just because, you know, I've had Game Pass for years, uh, three years, in fact, because that's how long C3C these have been out. Um, right. I, that's, that's another reason why I wasn't too upset. I'm like, oh, cool. Because that's that, that happened a few times too with other games. Like, Sea of Thieves and Arters are big AAA games, but there has been like other indie, like po- popular indie games that people might be winning for. And like, same thing, like seven yeah. days before launch. Hey, it's on Game Pass. And people that pre-order, pre-ordered are like, oh. <laughs> um so that was just yeah. that was just my little thing about that so again if you're if you like the demo and you haven't heard it, it will be on game pass so you don't have to buy it uh but back to the square Enix thing mm-hmm. um there is definitely like a lot of games i was excited for um mm-hmm. i i i'm excited for the 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 trilogy remake of the Laura Croft series because this is with the 25th and they're celebrating the 25th anniversary. Yeah. Uh, the funny thing is, <laughs> uh, as we speak, Screenix is having a sale on Xbox. Yeah. And I've be- I played the first one of the trilogy, the remake trilogy. I haven't played the second two. I have not oh, okay. played Rise of Tomb Raider or Shadow Tomb Raider. <laughs> and uh, two days ago, uh, <laughs> I bought those two games. <laughs> Oh my god, you did! <laughs> so, so I uh, there was a really good it was a really good sale too. They were like sixty percent off, and so I bought I bought you know the Shadow Tomb Raider with all the DLC mm. and uh, Rise of Tomb Raider with all the DLC, and then two days later, aka today, <laughs> they announced, "Oh yeah, the bundle's coming." Like, oh well, <laughs> shit. <laughs> You keep getting fucked over, dude. That's like, nice. <laughs> like I just, I like, I'm just like always like a few days off and spinning my wallet. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, so I was just laughing when I saw that, but I'm like, fine, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then they, and then it's, I one thing I will say is in spring, they're bringing back some old retro things I did not expect. Mm-hmm. Um, they're bringing back Galaga. No, Gradius. Gradius. I mix those up because they're almost they're super similar, right? Um, you know, Gradius is that old school, um, um. I, there's a, there's a term for it, like screen. It's called like screen hell or something, where it's like there's a million projectiles on the screen, kind of like a space invaders like thing. Yeah, and you have to like barely dodge. You have to like barely dodge like that one crack that's open. Um, so yeah, they're bringing back a lot of retro games. Uh, like I said, they're bringing That's back cool. Gradius. They're bringing back uh, Space Invaders. There's me a Space Invaders uh, mobile AR thing. I'm not super anti-mobile. I feel like there's mobile has its place, and AR is definitely augmented reality. Like kind of like Pokemon Go is definitely where that thrives. Um, hmm. I'm not a fit, but like you know how like there's just cause mobile. I'm like 
if I want to play just cause oh, I'm going to play it on my Xbox. I don't want yeah. to play it on my little screen. Um, <laughs> and the one thing that actually got me like randomly hyped just cause it was me like a, a nostalgia effect. Um, bubble bubble. <laughs> I remember <laughs> okay. my sister used to kick my ass at that game. Like <laughs> I remember like PS one, PS two, you know, 64 days, you know, I'll be playing shooters like, you know, 007 time splitters, um, you know, and like classic games like, you know, Kane, like, like Legacy of Kane, you know, like, you know, Metal Gear Solid, like the classic, you know, play, PlayStation 2 games. Also, my sister just puts on like Bubble Bobble and just whips my ass. And I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I don't know if you, I don't know if you remember, Drew, like, I don't know if you remember offhand. It's like, it's the little dinosaurs that shoot bubbles. Mm. It's, it's a simple game, but it's really fun. Um, okay. If, if you see it, you'll be like, and again, if, again, nostalgia effect. If you see it, you'll be like, oh, yeah, that game. <laughs> um i know there's and the i know we're gonna talk about it more in length but definitely the new life is strange i think this might actually be the first life is strange i play okay nice uh, i know nice. we'll talk more about that in a little bit i know because you're a huge life is strange fan i know you definitely got something to say about that yeah. and i like that they finally put a name to that one project athea so to bring it back a bit at the Sony conference, there is a game that was really flexing the PS5's power. And it said, and I took a screenshot and they, they paused the game. It took a screenshot of like this female character in a, in like a robe and a staff climbing a hill. And they said in the and they said in this one shot is like 3 trillion pixels, like a stupid number of pixels. That was when they were really flexing f- the power of the PS5. Yeah. That, is the game that got shown today. Um, okay. Yeah. That's now called Forsaken, I think. Uh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Or for so, or for for uh Forspoken. 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 I something like that. That's like that was like like a question mark like Forsaken maybe? No. <laughs> <laughs> um but but just to dial it back if you know if you remember this time last June during the whole digital digital E3 thing, that was the game that flexed like how many pixels and like realism is in that game that that's the one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And uh, yeah, I definitely want to talk a little, a little more about that. Cause I kind of had a, some, an interesting thought in conjunction or aside to it. Uh, but yeah, definitely, definitely some interesting stuff there. As far as for the, the biggest thing for me, you know, I know outrider is kind of a big thing, you know, for you, the life is strange, obviously a big thing for me. Uh, and I wanted to talk a little more about that. I want to say this is from Polygon, uh, but it says here in quote, the next game in the life is strange series is coming this September. And we will, and uh, it will start an all new protagonist uh, with all new powers. Uh, and unlike the previous entries of the series, life is strange. True colors won't be episodic. The full story will be released all at once at September 10th which is a really big deal. But to continue on, it says here, uh, publisher Square Enix and developer Deck Nine Games, the team behind 2017's Life of Strange Before the Storm, revealed true colors on Thursday during the Square Enix Presents Digital Showcase. Their new game stars Alex Chen, a uh, young Asian-American woman who moves to the fictional Colorado town of Haven Springs to reunite with her brother Gabe. Alex possesses supernatural powers in the form of psychic empathy. She can both read and manipulate the strong emotions of others, which she perceives as color auras 
but intense emotions can overwhelm Alex as seen in the game's debut trailer. Alex will use her abilities to uncover the truth behind the unfolding mystery, the death of her brother, uh, which is described as the senseless tragic accident, but seems to be anything but based on the true colors trailer. Players will uncover the mystery of Gabe's death by interacting with the deep cast of characters. Two of them, Ryan and Steph will play in an important role in her journey as possible romantic interest for Alex. Uh, says life is strange fans will recognize Steph uh, from before the storm end quote. So yeah, very excited. It's funny too, because life, uh, life is strange. It has a very signature tone to it. There's like this high school indie Wes Anderson guitar <laughs> that yeah. tends to, that tends to start, but I love it. Like I am all like, I am all hammed up and like, I like love it. Cause I just love that style. That's their signature style for Life is Strange, and it's very like cinematic as well. So uh, I'm like, all, it definitely works exactly. So I'm really excited for this one, you know, coming out this year. And then the biggest thing for me is how it's not going to be episodic; the whole thing will be available because I remember the first Life is Strange and many others, but the first one specifically, I was like, I want to play this game, but only like the first three episodes were out or something. So yeah. when I was it. Yeah. So when I was able to play the whole thing, I was like, like there was like a bunch of like couple of moments where I was like, oh my God. But like I was able to go to the next episode to finish the story. So uh, yeah, definitely looking forward to that. You know, that's going to be one I'm excited about. You can blame Tall Tale for that. The whole episode thing. <laughs> Tall Tale made the, ep- made the episodic releases popular. Very true. <laughs> yeah, when Tall Tale released The Walking Dead episode one through five and yeah, <laughs> life is strange in a, in a few other games of that. One thing I will say though, um, because I watched the whole thing, it is asterisk episodic, but it won't be released episodic. But it's all being, re- but it's all being released at once. Thank you for clarifying. Yeah, yeah thank yeah, you for clarifying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it will be in episodes. It says you won't have to wait for episode two, three, four, and five. All five or whatever, how many there will be, will be available all at once. Yeah, thanks for clarifying. It is, yeah, it's day one. Uh, one thing I definitely thought, because you know, because again, again, for me, look, looking from the outside in, I've never played Life is Strange. I've seen, I've seen gameplay trailers, and I've seen what they've shown us um, mm-hmm. throughout the tra- throughout throughout the years of trailers and commercials for these games. Is you know there is. You know, it's very, very story driven. It's very, very narrative driven. And, you know, in order for those games to kind of thrive, they don't have too many quote unquote action points in the mm. game is is immersion. You know, you want to feel immersed in the game. You want it's almost like you're watching a movie develop in front of you. You want to feel connected to, the, to, the, to these characters and to the story. Yep. And one of the things, of course, you have to do for that is the music. And so I think it's really cool that they're bringing a lot of musicians at least from what we saw from today, you know, to just have to build the music of this game that make you feel that have that, that puts you in this world. And I was like, Oh man, Charles, a guitar guy. He's got a guitar <laughs> podcast. <laughs> you see, you try to get that person on. Yep. Try to get that person on your show, man. Yeah. That's it. I appreciate the plug. And uh, yeah, definitely. That's a great idea as well. Definitely something looking, uh, Definitely something uh, I wanted to kind of incorporate for the show. So appreciate that. Appreciate that. <laughs> Good idea. Yeah, that was. I mean, like I said, you know, I like I asked you when we talked about Last of Us too. You know, did you play the? How much do you play the guitar? And I'm like, oh look, she's a guitarist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's really it was it was really interesting because the trailer ends with her playing like an acoustic, super sad uh, rendition <laughs> of Creep, and I'm like, I want that song. 
please, <laughs> please release that song and like you know please release that song <laughs> i mean like you guys have you guys have a laura croft cookbook um <laughs> the least you could do is release you know i'm sure at launch or after launch sometime you know post or release the soundtrack for that game Nice. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so to go into more detail, uh, as we ta- as Arthur, you know, uh, talked about for the Square Enix Presents event uh, is Forspoken. So uh, according to IGN, they talk a little bit more about it. They say, quote, after its first fascinating tease late last year, we finally have another look at the PS5 exclusive project Athia and is now getting a new name for Spoken. In a brief new trailer introduced by the lead actric, uh, actress Ella uh, Balinska uh, at the Spring 2021 Square Enix Presents, we get a brief look at the main character, Frey Holland, uh, and her predicament and suddenly being thrown into a fantastical world, uh, complete with dragons. Uh, we see a bit more of her running from a clifftop uh, to clifftop as well as using magic, but that's all we have for now. And it says Forspoken is currently planned to release in 2022, and it's possible that we'll see more of the game at the upcoming Square Enix Presents uh, that was announced for this summer, uh, end quote. So interesting stuff. I remember watching the trailer, and I was like, whoa, that looks pretty cool. And more specifically, the second part of the trailer, I feel like the first part of the trailer was kind of cool. It's kind of like setting things up. But then the second part of the trailer showed gameplay, which is a very very interesting uh, style for that trailer too, because that's what really caught me. I was like, "Whoa!" Like this gameplay looks legit, and then also the uh, the uh, as far as like the frame rate and everything for the game was pretty legit as well. But one thing I wanted to ask you, Arthur, and it's not necessarily a PlayStation question, because for one, I will say this: th- these are the type of games or just PlayStation exclusive games. We talked about this before. You know, Sony likes to slowly roll out PlayStation exclusives that people are really going to attach to. Um, You know, they have their indie games, but when it comes to those big titles, exclusive titles, they like to roll those out. So it's nice seeing titles like that finally getting teased, finally being communicated to the audience and the the PlayStation community. Hey, these are coming out. You know, this is going to be great. This is going to be worth the wait. But on the second side of the spectrum, you know, as we saw, this game is is announced to come out in 2022. And I was kind of thinking about that as far as for everyone buying a next generation console, people are still trying to find PlayStation 5 consoles. Did people buy these PS5s and Xbox Series X's uh, and S's a year too early? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, I, I, I don't I, I don't know, man. It's like, mm-hmm. what? who was it that failed and blamed COVID? Stadia? Yeah, Stadia. Uh, yeah, Google Stadia. Yeah, Stadia, Stadia launched a year before COVID, by the way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and blame COVID. Um, so, it, like I said, I, I don't know if it's COVID that courses delaying development on games. It just does. And then, you know, on both sides of the spectrum, you know, Halo got, you know, Halo got pushed back. Miles Morales was not a PS5 exclusive. You can buy in the PS4. Um, as we've talked, there's a ton of games coming out for both consoles. I feel like I yeah I feel like you don't need to buy a new a new gen, a next gen console until next year, which is <laughs> weird because these came out holiday of twenty twenty like November twenty twenty, so it's weird it's really weird and kind of bad to say on paper that you don't need to buy these consoles not one year, two years after they released <laughs> right right like <laughs> arguably one year is okay because like that was me i didn't i didn't 
I didn't buy the Xbox One day one. Nope, I bought it a year later when the Slim came out. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> um, that was happening. You because know, that was you know that was happening too. You know, a lot of games are coming out for both this and that. And I still had a lot of I still had a library of games to go through for my current gen. And I was like, okay, it's time. It's been a year, which is some which sometimes feels like the right time. Um, you know, again, you know, at these at least these last few generations. But yeah. It's just yeah. really weird to say like, hey, these consoles that dropped in late 2020, you don't need, you don't really need, need to invest in until 2022. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Interesting. Interesting stuff here. Um, I'm going to jump a little bit because I feel like this would be a better segue. So, you know, and it seems like it's to me, it seems like for Microsoft uh, or just for Microsoft and PlayStation, you know, they're doing their best to, to release these projects. Um to release these projects or, or to release games uh, to keep us busy, right? As we're waiting for these games, because they know that, you know, we are waiting for these games and, and, and these games that are going to make the system, you know, make us feel like, okay, like we, we should have bought the PlayStation five or we should have bought the Xbox series X uh, because this game looks amazing. So at least they're kind of showering us with these gifts. And speaking of gifts, uh, we have on the Sony side of the spectrum for this week that occurred, uh, it says here, according to Polygon, it says Horizon Zero Dawn uh, plus another nine indie games will be free to everyone with the PlayStation 4 or PlayStation 5 beginning next month as Sony expands its efforts to support folks keeping safe and socially distant in the final stages of the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn Complete Edition will be available free between April 19th at 8 p.m. Uh, Pacific uh, and, the 8, and 8 p.m. on uh, May uh, 14th. Uh, a PlayStation Plus subscription is not necessarily needed to access the game. Uh, Resident Evil Dawn follows Ratchet and Clank. 2016 was made available at the beginning of March to anyone with a PlayStation console. Ratchet and Clank is available until March 31st at 8 p.m. Uh, Pacific. Um, so I find this really interesting, too, right? Because this kind of attaches to our previous conversation when it comes to at least in my opinion, and I feel like it's kind of a, an overall sub theme here of today's show, but you have a lot of people, there's a lot of people that are, when it comes to this, I wouldn't say they're impatient waiting for new games to come out, but for these specific games, some people weren't really happy that these games released that people for free to play. Like, I, like there's kind of some word around the, around the internet, around the community and, uh, you know, I think a lot of people are kind of getting frustrated with those people as well, as far as like, look, look, these are free games. They didn't have to do this. And uh, for me on my side, I think it's very cool. You know, the games that they release for the indie games, uh, they're actually very, very good games, high quality indie games, really, po- you know, re- reviewed very well. So I won't be one of those people that says, you know, oh, come on, like we, like, we don't care about these games. Give us other games. Like, I, I think that's just kind of ridiculous to say. Uh, but my thing is that I feel like, even though I think this is good, I feel like Sony needs to think a little deeper with their strategy on providing more value uh, when it comes to, when it comes to the PlayStation folks, you know, until they start, really hammering us with these fantastic uh, releases that I know eventually they will. For example, Xbox, I feel like their their play sheet, like their playbook 
on on this stuff because they're in the same boat, right? Like, look, we're not going to have Xbox Series X games that are like legit Series X games for a long time. Like, they're very they're they're very smart in knowing that, and they're very smart as far as giving this value as far as for these older games access to the gamers. Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, you get Xbox Live, you get all these games. You know, fifteen bucks a month. Oh, hey, then recently, which we'll talk about, you know, later on the show, you know, more more content access, you know, for PC gamers as well. So not just console gamers, their their, their playbook is excellent. And and I, and I have to give a lot of the credit to Phil Spencer on this. Um, so I feel like Sony really needs to dig a little deeper on how they want to approach to provide maybe not necessarily the same value, because I'm sure Microsoft is taking a big loss on a lot of this, but they need to provide. I think they just need to dig a little deeper on their strategy. So that's kind of my thoughts. What are your what are your what are your thoughts on this? Uh, I can't speak for the indie games. Just kind of seen the full list, mm. but I think they're choosing their AAA games, at least with this release of free games, kind of smart because both. Or at least, I've, at least what I'm seeing, a good chunk of these major AAA games that are being released for free have sequels coming up. Yeah, so that's smart. Uh, yeah. Horizon Zero Dawn has a sequel. Has a sequel coming. Uh, Ratchet and Clank has new. You know, has they have a new game coming out. So that's a good way to get people back into the series of like, oh yeah, I should play that. I should buy that. Yeah. But should, I, but should I buy PS5? Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, they, like, Abzu is one of them. Paper Beast is another. Thumper, uh, Subnautica, Moss, Rezo. Uh, so, yeah, there's the Rez. Uh, there's, yeah, there's, yeah, these are good games. These are good yeah. games. Um, but to your point, like you said, you know, does this, does this mean I should buy a PlayStation 5 today? Maybe not necessarily, you know, and, and that's fine, right? I feel like. Yeah. The PlayStation 4 has a lot of life left into it, and I think that's why a lot of these games coming out this year is available on those older consoles as well. I just think Sony needs to do a little better on digging deeper on providing value. Like, if there is a way where we had access, they just gave, like, free access to, like, PlayStation 2 titles, even if there are classics or something to that regard, you know, I think that would be really dope as well because I'm just I'm super I'm super old school and a lot of those yeah. PS2 titles are like some of the best games ever. I think the only problem is that they don't age very well, which which is you know a super bummer. But I think that you need to dig a little deeper. So I think like kudos to you guys, Sony, for giving us those free games. Mm-hmm. Let's dig a little deeper on how they want to approach it. So one, one thing I will say, at least when it comes to retro games, they're though they're not free, um, we don't really mention a lot. Uh, yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm just I'm, I'm just gonna kind of throw it out there. Um, Nintendo is kind of a champ at having retro games available in their store. Mm. I'll say that. Yeah, like the Switch, like their Switch store have like a ton of the old school. Um, and the Wii U had it too. I don't know if you mm. remember that. Um, I remember the Wii U is a kind of revamped the Nintendo store uh, for digital stuff, and. They have a lot of their old school titles up there. I'm like, man, uh, you know, what, it, whether ages or not, it's, it's kind of still want to play it. Like, this is like th- just throwing it out there again because I feel like nostalgia is hitting me today. <laughs> <laughs> I want there to be a new medie- medieval game for PlayStation Five. You're a medieval. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Knight, he had like a huge sword, and like it was a skeleton with like one eyeball. <laughs> that was a big title back then. Yeah, that was fun, dude. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. I agree. You know, and I think that is that kind of attaches to my point too. just digging deeper, finding out what type of games that, you know, uh, gamers are looking for as far as for those games that were on, you know, PlayStation or what have you just kind of digging deeper and really just kind of, 
you know, flipping it back and, and providing that, you know, cause I, I yeah, I agree. I, I would, I would be, I would be down for, for that as well. So like, like know. Sony, there's a reason why the PS2 was the most selling console of all time. <laughs> Just reach into that bag, bring out a handful of games and like, bam, you got some ideas to make the PS5 worth it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah, man. So excited on this. And then speaking of, uh, you know, games that are going to be providing uh, a great amount of value, you know, to us as we're waiting for these legitimate next gen t- uh, consoles and titles, you know, or titles, I should say, games to come out. Uh Earlier this week on the 18th, uh, Xbox Game Pass and EA Play was now available to the PC uh, folks, uh, which is a big thing. I know it was available for console players for a little, for a while now, but having that access to PC, uh, they recently announced, and there's a, uh, an article here I wanted to read. It says here in quote, uh, Xbox Game Pass subscribers will be able to play more than 60 additional games on PC at no extra cost starting on March 18th. Uh, Game Pass PC and Ultimate members will get uh, at last uh, get the EA Access Play on Windows 10 beginning 5 p.m. Thursday. Uh, the lineup includes the likes of Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, FIFA 20, Need for Speed Heat, along with games such as Battlefield, Madden, Con- uh, Command and Conquer, and the Sims franchise. Uh, you'll receive awards for some games each month that you can check out time trials and play up to 10 hours of new and recent EA games. EA play also offers discounts for the EA desktop store as well. It's pretty awesome. And then I know it says here, which I was having some issues with this morning, uh, setting it up. It says, uh, uh, playing EA uh, or playing EA play games through Game Pass membership is a little convoluted, at least at first. When you have to select the Windows 10 Xbox app, you'll need to get the EA desktop app to actually run it. You also need to link your Xbox and EA accounts before you can download any games, which I actually ran into an issue, but luckily it was fixed uh, or got it to work. So it continues to say EA plays arrival on Game Pass for PC has been a long time coming. Uh, Game Pass uh, Game Pass Ultimate subscribers had the access on the service from from Xbox console since November and continuing. Lastly, the partnership with EA is a part of Microsoft's goal to make game pass an unbeatable deal for gamers. Square Enix outriders will be available on game pass as we already discussed April 1st. And then while Microsoft adding a bunch of Bethesda games to the service after closing, it's a Zenimax media bailout. So for PC, man, I feel like this really solidifies like my decision to buy a gaming PC and, and, and their support with, with windows uh on specifically with these moves are is so huge and it's so smart it's so smart so these are the moves i'm talking about that i think sony doesn't necessarily needs to match because i don't think they have i don't know how like i know the consoles are selling but as far as for moves like this i don't know if they can afford that kind of loss like on their (laughs) on their financials but again digging deeper to give like similar kind of kind of similar value because i i recently downloaded uh i downloaded the star wars the fallen order which i will play because i'm super excited for that nice. game the gen- yeah because i i haven't played it and i've been looking forward to play it and then just like seeing games like jedi empire which i'm like one i'm like i need a sequel to jedi empire please but i'm also really excited <laughs> i'm really also excited to play that game again so that'll probably be the next game i would play uh, but yeah, man, it's just, it's good news all around. But what are your thoughts? Uh, hey, man, uh, that just means more cross cross platform play for us to coop. Exactly. <laughs> now, I, uh, 
I love I love that we're like living in the time where the future is now. When cross platform yes. was like a thing, when it was like a distant dream of the console wars <laughs> and the PC master race is watching us peasants fight over Mario versus Mario versus Sonic versus Master Chief. I know it used to be like yeah, exactly yeah this used to be a, a myth it used to be a myth and it used to be like man that would be cool if this happened they would never do that <laughs> like I know it's not apples to apples it just like just reminds me of the story how early in the Microsoft you know not Bill Gates but someone from Microsoft went to Nintendo in Japan it's like hey can we buy Nintendo he got laughed at for 40 minutes <laughs> and Microsoft will fuck you we have computers and Xbox. We're going to link them both. Suck it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Crazy, crazy stuff. Crazy but, stuff. Uh, so. Yeah, I was, I was saying, I also remember Mass Effect, too. Mass Effect, Mass Effect's on EA Play. Yeah, I saw all three. I was like, oh, my God, I can relive the adventure. <laughs> and the thing is, too, it's really funny. I don't know if they're going to get rid of them. But because one, one, uh, one thing that I tend to too much is they're removing um, a few sultry scenes. Mm. In the definitive edition, or whatever the master edition, whatever the, the the bundle, so people are like, "Oh, let me just play the old school version." Then <laughs> <laughs> it's like, That's "God damn it, funny. it's the future!" And if I see an alien, I can fuck. I'm going to fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Shepard. Just save the universe. Hey, girl, what you doing? My place is over here. Oh, what's that? That's just you know, my spaceship. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Check out my N7. Anyway. <laughs> uh so speaking of in the world of Microsoft. <laughs> my brain just got that. Good job, Bill. I'm proud of you. <laughs> Thanks. I, 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 can, I can give you at least one. Um <laughs> uh, so continuing on here in the world of Microsoft, we were talking about Halo Infinite, and recently, according to Twisted Voxel, uh, they reported that the Halo Infinite game that we are also waiting for to release uh, actually will not be an open-world title, according to 343 uh, Industries. Um, so there's about, well, what do we see? About 21, 22 bullet points here that it shows here on the Oracle, Arthur? Yeah, 20, uh, 21 bullet points and 22 if you include them um, loosely announcing the release date. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. So... I found, and they give a they 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 give a, you know the kind of the specific uh, features for the game uh, and different things that you can't do. I guess dual wielding isn't going to be supported. Um, and then yeah, which kind of sucks. Uh, they say the game. They say in quote the game is not open world, but inspired by missions like the Silent uh, Cartographer, which I, I kind of had to Google and yeah. see what they're talking about. I'm like Silent Cartographer, the fuck, and I had to look it up. I was like, oh okay. So I'm wondering if they're going to approach this like. Um, Gears of War five or something where it's like wide wide you know a wide, wide open levels. mission <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's not a world it's and I'm I mean like because there are ways to do that where it's not open world but it is open world again like Gears of War five it was an open world but there was a few acts or chapters that was like okay this is fucking this map's big it's <laughs> 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 a big map. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so i'm curious I, i'm curious as far as for the direction of the game right because i know uh i want to say it was yeah. last year i want to say last year one of the directors or one of the head creators of the game ended up leaving the studio and of course you know i feel like that always has to be put into perspective as far as okay because someone leaves doesn't mean the game's going to be worse like i kind of feel like we're kind of tainted from like the mass effect and like 
Dragon Age and like all those days where like the people that literally were a part of the creative writing process when they left, yeah. you're like, fuck, the game's not going to be the same. And they weren't from the future ones. But as far as for Halo Infinite, you know, I'm curious to see how the direction is now. I know there are some previous uh, screenshots that were released online and the game looks a lot better, especially with the ray tracing for the game uh, added. So it looks a lot better than it did last year when uh, we saw that, you know, the gameplay for it, that was very early stages of the game. But uh, does this, are you still excited about Halo Infinite coming out? I'm sure you are because it's coming out for Game Pass as well, right? Yeah. It's just weird because I kind of was looking forward to an open world Halo game. Mm-hmm. Um, because that was like the big selling point of it. Like, not only is it the new Halo, it's you know it's open world, which we've never seen a Halo before. Right. Um, but again, if there if it's gonna be like Gears of War Five, like those chapters where it's like okay, it's not open world asterisk, but it's still kind of a big like that. I feel like that middle ground between mm-hmm. like a rail shoot. It's like there's like A to B rail shooter on one end of the spectrum. One in spe- the other end of spectrum is open world, and there's like that middle ground. And if you yeah. do that middle ground right, it can still feel pretty big. Um, again, like the gear, like some of the Gears of War Five stuff, and that cartographer thing. I don't know what that is, so I'm gonna have to Google it too. <laughs> yeah, because I was like, what the fuck are they talking about? But um, <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm still, like I said, I'm still gonna get it. I mean, again, yeah. again, I've you know, I'm a long, long term Game Pass fan. Apparently, three years. Uh, like I said, <laughs> the reason I know that is because like I said, Sea of Thieves announced their three year anniversary today. So. Oh, nice. I've had Game Pass this long. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. I mean, you know, with all the subscriptions that, you know, these these people make us, you know, set up as far as for entertainment to keep us not going insane. uh, Game Pass is like the one where like, oh, yeah, I'll absolutely renew this. Like it's a a complete no brainer, especially and especially now there's so many i have to make a list of what to play first and what to beat because there's so much now you know so yeah <laughs> uh i i i convinced another one of my friends um uh church he played he played with us during the stream mm-hmm. he, uh, on the sea of thieves <laughs> i'm pretty good at like pulling people's arm and leg to do stuff um <laughs> that's a salesman in you <laughs> yeah but again you know salesman in me it's like hey why buy the game when you can just buy game pass by the way microsoft you know sponsor me please i will sell the shit out of the game pass <laughs> if, you hear, if you heard any of these episodes i mention you i think like at least twice every episode <laughs> yeah we are fans um, anyway <laughs> but, but, but what i was gonna say is so like you know we're mentioning game pass and all these like services is um <clears throat> like i got him to, i got him to do game pass and now he's like oh my and he was like only playing like two games he was only playing like soul caliber and sea of thieves and mm-hmm. that was it and now now that he has game pass he's like oh my god i just downloaded i just downloaded like like 10 games i don't know what to play <laughs> 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 it's that's how it's it's like like i said it's like that joke of like what it's like for pc for pc people when that steam sale hits and it's like, Oh look, this master collections 97% off. That's anything you, know, you buy like 20 games. And you're like, I will play two of them. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, uh, uh, it just halo. I'm still looking forward to it. It is a bummer. Cause I did like dual wielding needlers. They're just so mm. fun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, halo two, especially halo two, halo three. Um, but I do like the fact they put this update because because you know a lot of us were upset like me when the game got delayed, mm-hmm. and so at least I like I like how they they put out really specific stuff they're working on of like why of like not only one what they're working on and like what's being changed, 
but two, it kind of like validates why it's being updated. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I feel like cyber. I feel like I feel like cyberpunk really scared the shit out of everybody. That's what I was gonna say. That, that's what I was gonna say. That's what, that's. I I I feel like I feel like they've learned from cyberpunk and be like, okay, the cyberpunk had fucked up ray tracing. Okay, put in this update that we have good ray tracing. <laughs> <laughs> what else? Is cyberpunk fucked up. Okay, f- f- cyberpunk fucked up this. Okay, put in this update that ours is good. <laughs> <laughs> like we're being like, hey guys, I know we got delayed, but stuff is not only stuff is still being worked on it's being it's good it's the game's playable <laughs> <laughs> which is apparently a new bar to set now <laughs> but it is exactly exactly yeah man i mean i'm on the fa- i'm i'm always gonna be you know on the side of hey if the game is fantastic and you take your time to work on it that's great and if you provide yeah. updates even better like i'm not gonna be like oh give me the game tomorrow and i play tomorrow the game sucks it's like well i should have worked on it longer should let me work on it longer <laughs> yeah right so very cool very cool uh so moving on to uh to the next segment here i don't have a segue just because this is uh outside of the spectrum here but speaking of uh you know it seems like uh, the call of duty players aren't the only ones cheating in these parts uh so according to pc gamer it says here in quotes to give a little bit of a side uh, complete story here but talks about uh, november 2020 respawn banned 419 top ranked x uh, apex legend players for taking advantage of a glitch to beat up low ranked players it says here the swing of the ban hammer pleased players uh, who were tired of being abused, but it doesn't appear that it had been much of a long-term deterrent. Respawn security analyst Connor Ford revealed on Twitter earlier this week that more than 700 accounts ranked from gold to predator had been banned over the weekend. Says here in quote, 700 accounts used for cheating and ranked gold predator had been permanently banned since last Thursday. Or tweeted says here this does not and will not include any accounts that use the infinite heat shield exploit love you all end quote i, ca- I kind of wish Haley was here so we can talk about like hey so have you been a victim of these uh, assholes that have been <laughs> <laughs> we noticed you've been streaming you know we'll see you might see haven't streamed in a while what's up with that <laughs> <laughs> so you've been really angry these last few uh <laughs> apex streams I, hopefully this will resolve the issue <laughs> yeah, you've been adding respawn entertainment with a lot of vulgarity <laughs> we're concerned <laughs> it's it's funny too because you know as as we know you know respawn you know used to be a part of the you know call of duty and all that stuff before they detached so for them they're like this isn't anything new fuck these guys yeah. <laughs> it's like that one Chappelle, like it's like kind of like they're phrasing in the one Chappelle joke we know these roads we've built these roads <laughs> 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 Cheaters, you say? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing new. <laughs> Cracks their knuckles. We we got this. <laughs> Could could have said it better myself. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, so that that's that's good stuff there, and uh, hopefully it'll make the game more uh, more enjoyable. So yeah. Uh, um. So uh, it's funny because you know uh, one of the first things of. Why, uh, how the Apex Legends copy is because it had kind of the uh, the shading graphic style of Borderlands. And speaking of Borderlands, you know, we've been keeping on track of the Borderlands movie, and it uh, looks like another actor was announced to be a part of the cast. So, according to IGN, says here that Haley Bennett, uh, which was who she was in uh, Hillbilly, uh, Allegi, and The Devil All the Time, will play a new role in Eli Ross Borderlands movie. 
uh, IGN has exclusively learned. Uh, it says Bennett's character is unnamed, but we know that will be likely a key to the past of Kate Blanchett's character, Lilith. Uh, in the games, Lilith as a si- is a siren, one of a, uh, one of only a handful of people in the Borderlands universe to demonstrate magical abilities. Uh, it could be that Bennett's character will be a part of her gaining or harnessing those powers, uh, end quote. So I guess she, I, I thought she was playing past Lilith, but I guess she's just playing a key character of Lilith, of, of regarding to Lilith in the past. So that's interesting. It's funny. The more I talk about the Borderlands stuff, the more I realize that I haven't played the other Borderlands, which I need to play. <laughs> like, I feel like I'm more out of touch of Borderlands. The more I talk about each character that's added here to the movie, it's like, damn, all I remember is Borderlands one and two. I haven't played any of the other ones. <laughs> if you're a fan of part two, uh, the pre-sequel is good. The mm. pre-sequel is fun. Uh, st- story-wise, not this isn't exactly bad. It's just kind of a way to summarize it. I mean, it's it's a prequel, so you know we know kind of the ending stuff. But right. it, it does definitely feel like a good expansion to the Borderlands Two universe. Yeah, yeah. You know, to all of the characters and villains. Yeah, and then Borderlands Three. I mean, uh, I guess for for those who haven't. Uh, played it like myself i mean what was the consensus on that on that one i know it wasn't as, as good as two right what yeah so it's still fun but it's like villain wise like for gaming handsome jack's like one of the top villains in a game period <laughs> um and the villains in part three are kind of like a letdown mm. like the villains in part three like they kind of just feel like an annoying streamer <laughs> like an annoying <laughs> like youtube vlogger like um, but they're in that way because they're written, they're written to be hate, they're written to be hating, so they call in that valley of like you hate them because you hate them. It's like hard to describe. It's like when you watch a movie and they make a character super annoying, so you hate them, but you just remember their annoyance more than anything. Does that make sense? <laughs> no, yeah, it does. <laughs> it's like man, that character's really fucking annoying. Yeah, they're supposed to be. Well mission accomplished <laughs> <laughs> yeah you did a great job <laughs> yeah i, I hate good, them <laughs> uh, still a good game and the dlcs that i've played so far are super worth it um i played two so far uh one is like a heist thing that kind of like reminds me of like oceans 11 and then mm. the other one is like a really cool marriage thing that's like a, like a super lovecraft cthulhu vibe really fun okay okay Interesting, interesting. So more news uh, that I'm sure we'll find out in the future on Borderlands. I'm curious to see when that movie is going to come out. Definitely looking forward to it. So, Because her character is not even named, huh? Uh, doesn't look like it. Doesn't look like it. Just, that like, she's she's in named. the movie and she plays. And it's weird because I, I like, I guess I've played the pre, I played the pre-sequel, which is, you know, the prequel to Borderlands 2. Mm. And it's like, I'm trying to think if she's one of those characters or something, but it's like, I can't really think of like other than Roland, like who's a major character in Lilith's life. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Curious. We shall see. Uh, so moving forward here, um, you know, it's funny, Arthur, we were talking about just, uh, you know, big name companies and whatnot. And then oh. talking about Roblox. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm excited for this, but go on. Yeah, yeah. So we're so it's funny because last week at, or the the after we recorded the last episode and put it out, this came out. I want to say the Tuesday after, yeah. and uh, and this news dropped, which is pretty insane. 
Uh, but there's a really interesting article here on Forbes. It says here, quote, Roblox, the sleeping giant of the gaming industry, has awoken with a new IPO uh, that has put its current market cap far above well-known older rivals. Since going public this week, Roblox has amassed a market cap of $40.6 billion. To put that into context, the current market caps for the industry rivals include EA, which is valued at $37.4 billion. Take Two, uh, $18.9 billion. Ubisoft, $8 billion. Square Enix, $6.6 billion. CD Projekt Red, $5.7 billion. And it says major game companies that are worth uh, that are worth more right now, that can be only selected to include the following Activision at 72 and then Nintendo at 66, end quote. So... I didn't even know Roblox was that big. What the fuck? <laughs> I I'm trying not to shout and just like you know fucking piss off anybody that's on with an ear ear earshot of me. But yeah. I pretty much re- I, I I woke up and saw the title of this article, and like most Americans didn't read it, um, <laughs> just saw the title, uh, and and my brain immediately started connecting the dots, and it's like we live in a world where we can wake up tomorrow and say Roblox. We could we could wake up tomorrow and read a news article that says Roblox buys EA. What the fuck? <laughs> like, Roblox. Like they they're just it's just Roblox. Like they're I mean yeah, it's their IPO, but like and they and they're more they, they're worth more than take two. Oh, take two only owns a few companies like 2K and fucking Rockstar. Which Grand Theft Auto Five had the most like financial success of any game in history. Ro- yeah, Roblox can not only buy them; Roblox can buy them and their fucking parent company. Yeah. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> I just it's just kind of like again because they've gone public, and it just reminds me of this fucking GameStop story of like, and all that stock market shit of like, drill. We <laughs> why do we hear of ways we could have retired like a week after it fucking happens? <laughs> like just can someone just shoot me a fucking text hey arthur um my roblox stock what just fucking do it okay sure uh and then <laughs> boom <laughs> again I, I just i'm not again like okay like, okay okay put this to perspective it was a it was big news it still is big news that yeah. xbox bought bethesda for 7.5 billion dollars Roblox is worth over $45 billion. <laughs> How? What? Like, <laughs> I just, like someone, someone needs to exp- explain this to me. Like, yeah. I want to go back to school. I want to go back to college and have a, <laughs> just have a what the fuck happened accounting class and explained all these what the fuck happened. <laughs> like because you and i you and i are fairly on top of news especially game yeah. news. that's why we're here right and it's rare when stories can legitimately just surprise the living crap out of me and there yeah so to tell me that that the most financially successful game in history grant out of five can be bought nearly two times over by roblox <laughs> This is like, how is this possible? Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, man. It's, it's, it's like, it's like Phil Spencer's looking at Todd Howard of like, 
dude, you're worth like I bought you and you're worth like one fifth Roblox. What the fuck? <laughs> take off that take off that leather jacket, Todd. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> like again, I get I, I, and uh, it's like Bethesda bought Bethesda bought okay, no, Xbox bought Bethesda for seven for seven point five billion dollars. Disney bought Star Wars for like five point five billion dollars. So again, just to put that pers- per- to perspective, if Disney decides to, if if Disney were to buy Roblox, that's how much it would cost. You know, you see, what I'm saying it's like it's like Disney buy Star Wars for 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 five point five billion dollars. Holy shit, Lucas got paid, <laughs> and then uh, comes out Disney buys Roblox for uh you know like forty seven billion dollars. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> How many kids are just spending their parents' money? Right. There's like a, I feel like there's an entire industry. I mean, this is gonna be this sounds super vague and court of offensive, but clearly, apparently, it's fucking true. Um, there's like an entire industry I'm not aware of of stupid parents. <laughs> there's just an entire industry of just dumb parents. <laughs> like, uh, like you know, you hear all these stories, you know, you hear all these stories of like 14 year old actually donates like $2,000 to a streamer. Um, you know, some kid, some kid spends like $4,000 on FIFA or Fortnite. Uh, and, uh, and like all of a sudden, like under the rug, Roblox is like, Oh, only 10,000. Yeah. We're not fucking publishing this story. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like, yeah, we've like, yeah, we've had kids spend mortgages on us. <laughs> like, <laughs> To amass a wealth of like, oh, how much? Couple billion, couple billion. Um, uh, you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but again, it's just, I just can't believe. And I'm talking. Yeah, it's a lot. wild. It's just, I'm just <laughs> losing my shit. I'm just, again, to say that the most financially successful game in history can be bought two times over by Roblox. Yeah, I, I think you summed it up as far as like, wow, they're. Yeah, I I think you summed it up pretty well as far as wow, there's a lot of stupid parents out there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Dude. the market of stupid parents is astronomical. <laughs> I need to jump on this, dude. Like I need to jump on this bandwagon of like here's a game. Oh, to oh, your kids going to love it, but you have to attach a credit card for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> Don't worry, oh little Timmy, little Billy will love it. <laughs> Look, there's a new skin for five hundred dollars. <laughs> I mean, not dollars, silver coin, happy points. Ah, <laughs> silver coin, happy points. <laughs> That's hilarious. Your neighbor just bought that for for your neighbor just bought that green car. Well, you should buy the red car because it's twice as much, and you can make fun of your stupid fucking neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, wild stuff, wild stuff indeed. I, I just we uh, sorry. I just go on. I get. I, I just. I, I think I can just say what the fuck like for another ten more minutes about this story. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't wrap my brain around how Disney spent less money. Disney spent nine times less money on Star Wars than what it'll cost to buy Roblox. Yep. That that <laughs> that will keep that that keeps that will just keep me up at night of how things are valued and what 
I just can't think right now, man. I'm fucking losing it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, I'm not, you just, I know you're just sitting there me reacting of like, blah, 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 blah. like, it's <laughs> crazy stuff. Well, collect your thoughts here. Cause we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about, uh, the update here for the dying light Two game. Uh, that is in fact going to come out and they even released a small teaser, uh, of gameplay as well. So we'll be right back right after this. folks so um it's funny because for this big tuna the day talking about dying light 2 right and i know for dying light 2 do you remember when that was originally announced arthur that was a while right it's been a long time man (laughs) (laughs) i love dead island one i love dead island um what their other game was called um i forget i played them both and then dying light and I was just so happy that Dying Light 2 was going to exist. Mm. <sighs> yeah, it's been a couple years. <laughs> it's been a couple <laughs> years. It, we had like one teaser trailer and then silence. So I'm like, oh God, it's this game won't exist. It'll be in production hell. Like we mentioned it, like, I think like a, three, like a few episodes ago, how it's like we're talking about when we we're, when were talking about the Harry Potter game. I think yeah. I, mentioning, I think I used Dying Light 2 as an example of like how like Dying Light 2, blah, 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 production hell. Will it even come out? Isn't it get canceled? What's up? But right, but right. now it's it still exists. There's still hope. There's yes, still hope. yes. It is. It is. Dying light lives. <laughs> the dying light, in fact, lives. And uh, according to Game right here, they have a, a little bit of information here talking about it. it. Says here in quote: Now Techland has released just released a new video on the status of Dying Light Two while poking fun at some much some much needed fun. At the overly eager fans, uh, with the video comes 12 seconds of never-before-seen footage of Dying Light 2, uh, proving that the development has uh, continued unabated. Uh, it is violent, horrifying, and arguably the most proof that fans will get some uh, that fans will get for some time that Tickland is not on fire in Warsaw. Uh, the video also brings notes of concern regarding the fan base gamers. Once again, cyberpunk 2077 rush to release yet developers were receiving death threats and insults daily on social media due to delays. Once again, delays have struck and seemingly obvious to the callous of cyberpunk's 2077 disastrous launch. Fans are once again foaming at the mouth and calling for blood. It is worth noting that the video game industry has experienced exponential growth the past years. As audience grows, so too does the number of outliers that struggle with the standard human etiquette, end quote. So it's, it's, I really feel like, I really feel like this pandemic has thrown it a loop for a lot of people. I know in general, there's a lot of stupid fucking people out there, but as far as sort of this one point, you know, it's just, uh, I think it is good that you know they in fact are you know trying to be more transparent techland and specific techland definitely i would say did owe that to their fans as far as like please update us on what the, when the uh, on the status of the game is it does it exist you know yeah. obviously obviously not a death threat or some dumbass tweet to them but at least owing us like hey like just just let us know if the game's coming out we ever heard anything i pre-ordered this at a GameStop that's now closed <laughs> <laughs> like do, like Twitter, social media exists. All they could have done over like the past, like f- what feels like four to five years now, is just send a one tweet. This game will exist. We're still working on it, and just that, that's all we, we would have wanted. 
That's all yeah. we ever wanted. But it's been <laughs> silence. Just crickets, tumbleweeds. And apparently right. behind those crickets, tumbleweeds is idiots with fucking death threats. Idiot jackasses. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. They're, now they're going to fucking delay out of spite. Oh, fuck. You want my kids to do what? Well, go fuck yourself. It's going to come out when I fucking feel like it. <laughs> um, but yeah, man. Because again, because you know, I've talked, you know, you know, I have, you know, mentioned before, there's a ton of games that just get lost, to the, that just get lost to the winds. Mm-hmm. And it, it sucks. Good and bad, you know. Hell, games get canceled after launch. Like, look at the Crucible from Amazon, you know. Jeff Bezos, you know, previous richest man in the world, his company was like, let's make a game. And it came out and a month later, they're like, nope, that doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> so they go from that to like having one teaser trailer like half a decade ago and silence since then. We're just like, it's like, you know, it's like when you send me this article or you said, hey, Dying Light's still going to exist. I fucking reply back with like a, that Avengers meme from when Hawkeye goes crazy. It's like, don't. Don't give me hope. <laughs> I just I accepted its death a long time ago. <laughs> right, exactly. We're moving on. It'll just be a dream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, a lot of gamers have uh, you know, PTSD from, you know, games that, you know, never came out or, like or whatnot. <laughs> yeah, like PT or games that took too long to come out, like Last Guardian that look like shit, you know, it's just like or like a cyberpunk thing where, you know, it came out too early. So it's like we have all these worries now as gamers as far as like, you know, what's the status of the game? Is it in good shape? What's going on? So I did appreciate this. It was kind of hokey, but 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 it was needed as far as like, hey, the game is coming out. We're working on it. Like yeah. You know, like we're trying to do this safely, trying to do this right. You know, here's a little bit of, of information on it. I just hope that the game it's it, and I know it's been a while since the game has been, been in production, but I hope they're able to, you know, have it where it'll probably come out for multiple consoles. Right. But I just hope there's a little bit more juice in for those PlayStation 5, Xbox uh you know, Xbox Series X uh, uh, platforms, because they said it's coming out this year, right? 2022, probably the latter half of the year. Yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, probably the later half of the year. Because mm-hmm. um, the one thing was like, when, was like when I first heard about this, I'm like, cool. Like, you know, like, it's still going to exist, but at face value... I was like, oh, a teaser to say it's going it's still not only it's still going to exist, which made me happy, but yeah, def. But then like, but like their statement and article behind it was like, it was like, here, you asshole peasants, here's a teaser trailer, you douchebags, <laughs> how dare you, you fucking fans? And it's like, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I'm not defending the, the extreme assholes, but it's like the middle ground, like me, like like when you read the article, they're like they're over eager fans, and I'm like, um, excuse me. Uh, <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> We're over eager because of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, there is a middle ground, you know. It's like, yes, like you know, how people respond is like people need to check themselves. But then on the other side of the spectrum, like we have been waiting, we have been waiting. You guys did announce this game. We've been waiting for this game. We want it to come out. We're a fan of your guys' product. We want to spend money. So it's like, just promptly update us, you know? So there is a give and take, I think, in that particular regard. One thing I find interesting, though, you know, that Back for Blood, you know, the Left 4 Dead, uh, the company that worked on Left 4 Dead, you know, releasing this year, supposed to be, you know, another zombie-infested, exciting game. Mm-hmm. You know, I know Dying Light and, and that game are going to be uh, mechanically different because Dying Light 2 is probably going to be another open world title. I wonder if that type of competition, if uh, 
you know, if that's going to put Dying Light 2 in the hot seat to really push to really make this game legit. Because Back for Blood did look pretty good. So uh, yep. I, I'm curious to see what's going to happen there. So, And it's interesting you mentioned that because that's actually that like kind of apples to apples of how Back for Blood mm. is exist is how Dying Light came to exist. Yeah. Um, you know, the people that made Left for Dead want to make another one. They fucking left Valve which you're very happy about. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I applaud them. (laughs) Yeah. And you know, they made turtle rock. Uh, I think that's right. Turtle rock. And they're making, they're making back for blood. Well, that's how dying light came to exist because Mm -hmm. they were going to make dead, dead again, perfect example of games dying. They were going to make dead Island two, which we saw a trailer for CGI trailer, nothing gameplay. That game fucking stopped to exist because one of the factors, because the people that are making dead Island, um, the Dylan series had disagreements and uh, people left the deep silver made Techland, and then made dying light. Mm. So that's how dying light came to exist is people left the dead. People left the dead Island team to make dying light. And that's how those games felt very similar. Right. Um, so it's like a part of me was like, <laughs> a part of me was like, does this branch off situation have to happen a fucking third time <laughs> to have this type of game exist? It's like branch off one. People leave deep silver to make Techland. branch off two. <laughs> people leave Techland to make the new, a new zombie game. <laughs> it's like, fuck. exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So with this particular, with this particular franchise, again, that's why I was like, you know, texting you of like, don't, don't give me hope. You know, this particular franchise and the story behind it have a long history of people quitting and forming their own shit and fr- games dying and, you know, you know, just not no longer existing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, on a, on a, I'll, I'll just say real quick on a side note that dying like two trailer became a parody. I forget what show did it, but what show was some show almost some show kind of a shot for shot parody of that trailer to kind of make fun of it. Oh, really? Like, you know, there was a music, like I'm a bomb. I'm about to blow up. And there's this guy running down Venice beach <laughs> and he's like, covers his bite with this wristband. And then he's listening to his iPod, you know, also to date that game, the his to date the trailer for dying, like for deadline and two, um, his headphone had wires. <laughs> <laughs> like the date that fucking trailer, his, his he had an iPod or like a full iPod and had wires. So just just to put it like just a carbon date. That's how funny. Long, how long ago it was that we saw the quote unquote announcement trailer for Dead for Dead Island Two. It was his, before the his, air. His AirPods <laughs> had wires. Yeah, it was before the AirPods existed. <laughs> the wireless so. ones. <laughs> Again, so they have dying light. Oh, God, I keep mixing it. They're, they're both D's, okay? Just because I'm beginning without a D. <laughs> Dead Island 2 trailer exists, then that game dies. They make dying light. Dying light 2 trailer exists. Years of silence. So we're like, oh, God, not again. <laughs> We've been here. <laughs> exactly oh man well hopefully uh looking forward to it again man uh you know i hope it uh yeah i just i wish them well i will i wish them well i just uh, all the best for them man i just uh you know i'm definitely supporting the team and uh the little snippet they showed looked pretty cool excited to see what else they're gonna release man give us something to play on these new consoles man (laughs) i haven't seen yet but i definitely gotta check it out yeah not too bad not too bad not too bad (laughs) 
All right, folks. Well, this uh, closes out the uh, news here and the show here for the Gamers for Life podcast each and every Saturday discussing all things games. Once again, uh, thanks for for hanging out here with us. I'm one of your hosts, Jarrell. With me is my co-host, Arthur. That's me. All right, guys. Thanks so much. Enjoy Justice League. Try to finish that, and we'll see you next week. (laughs) (laughs) Nice.